0: Not 2010, and this was the original argument. So even if we were to believe that he was working to the degree that he's saying with OSI, it wouldn't matter because the offenses and the misconduct happened before the documentation showed that he was working with OSI. Okay. So when other investigations came out, and then it was shown at the Duvey hearing with Claxton that no, there's there's engagement and evidence to show that it started in 2010, that's when they changed their tune and said, oh, okay, well, now evidence shows that it was in 2010, but we already knew that. We already knew that it was in 2010, right. and so we were already accounting for that in, in his discharge. And what the board says is that, oh, okay, you skin." speaking to the Academy, mm-hmm. um, that Air Force leadership knew. And so if Air Force leadership knew of his discharge at the time of his discharge, he, the conduct on the side of his OSI work, uh, there's no error of justice. Here's the problem with that, though. There is no discussion um, or distinction between the separation of OSI and the conduct outside of OSI that they're referring to. Right? And, and that's where we're at. It's like, okay, well, if, you ex, if you're saying OSI and CI work is all substantiated, then what is specifically the content that you're referring to? Because if I'm saying, this is what's really, really, really tricky. If I say my discharge is directly connected to OSI, and they say your discharge is directly connected to everything but OSI, then the only way you understand that is if they give you the specifics as to what is isn't and what isn't, what is and what isn't is is connected to OSI. They don't do right. that, though. They they don't do that. So what I'm doing in this BCMR package is I'm, one, showing how Air Force leadership didn't know. And, you know, the subtopic or the the subpoint of that is this is why there's so much confusion, because, Here's what they knew and when they knew it, and what they're saying now is not what they're saying or what they said back then. And the second thing is, and this is the hard part to argue, where I said it's kind of simple and complex. When you appeal to the BCMR, they make it specific that you cannot appeal with the same evidence. That you cannot appeal with the same, you have to have new evidence to make it appeal right. That's what so Skip was saying how, you got so, new evidence to appeal, basically. Right, right. So how can I make an appeal to conduct that isn't specifically or clearly defined? Right. Like, what evidence would I use, whether it existed or not, to show that the conduct that they're referring to is in error or injustice? It's really, you can't do that without some specific indication of the conduct, right? The only specific thing we have is not associated with CI or OSI activities. Okay. So then that makes this question of, well, if the argument was discharge as a result of OSI and CI activities, and you say conduct not associated with those things, then we look at conduct not associated with those things, and what do we have? Well, that's what... It, 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 it's it's tough because it's like how do you argue the evidence that you've already provided to show that the conduct on the outside of OSI is good and they say we accept your evidence of OSI but your conduct on the outside was bad right it's like it's almost like a, a, the burden of proof has to be on the academy for the board to state by the academy's definition of my conduct on the outside of OSI, here's why the decision is upheld. They don't do that, though, because uh, uh, they're they're not divorcing in their language, and that's why I said their language is really particular. They're not divorcing OSI as much as they're implying uh, a divorce of OSI and its misconduct. And so how do you argue that? Well, and that's what Skip is saying. We don't know how to argue it without a specific reason, right? They don't say, okay, X amount of demerits are, are associated to your OSI work, but we're gonna uphold the decision because of these demerits or this conduct over here. They don't say that, right? So what new evidence can we provide? Well, the burden of proof would be on the academy. And in this case, they haven't shown that, that proof for the conduct on the outside.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a little confusing. Like, the point of, like, burden of proof uh, morally, I think that may rest on the academy. Legally, that's not the case. I mean, it rests on you, obviously. You have to provide new evidence, which is... right. It's it right. like It's
0: a catch twenty two situation. Like, uh, well, I, it's it's al- it's almost like if you say you were charged with um, a crime, right? Let's say that you were charged with burglary, okay. and then they sh- then you show evidence that no, look, I have an alibi, right? Like I was in Hawaii when you said that I was burglarizing something that happened in New Jersey, and they go, oh, okay. Um, you've shown us evidence that substantiates the fact that you were in Hawaii. Okay, great. But it was what you were doing before you burglarized that we're going to charge you for, right? And so whatever that description of that charge is, uh, in this case, less left blank. So you don't know what they're referring to, but you're still going to charge them. That's what makes this confusing, is like you're still charging someone while also accepting their evidence and burden of proof to their argument. That's that's what makes this confusing. Right. Uh, it's... But, but I'll <laughs> tell you why. I mean, I know I know why though. I mean, it's not that we don't know why. The why is because the academy said they knew. That's what makes it. That's what makes this confusing is that you're right, legally the burden of proof is on me. Okay, great. So what was I arguing? I was arguing and showing evidence of OSI and, and when I started with working with OSI and how it's related to the demerits. And what the academy did is they said, oh, we knew that. Yeah. And so all you're doing is proving something we already knew. So what the board said is, oh, all you've done is prove something they already knew. So they 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 just they changed it just enough in the language that they if what well, if the board was to ask them point blank period did you know all of these details before he was discharged yes or no that's that's the question right. did you know this yes or no and and, and what's the so like you know that?
1: this, this I, I mentioned this before but it it goes back to like uh, I don't know, let's say, like, if ExxonMobil was in charge of the EPA, it would be like, uh, well, did you poison that water and cause all those cows to die? And then they're like, uh, no, we didn't, or something. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, you can't really, like, question it because the people that, you know, you're trying to appeal to, I mean, they're in charge of of the court, essentially,
0: you know? They're... Yeah. Yeah. But what I, what I can do and and going to like that example, it's like, um, the question would now be, okay, well, you told us you didn't, but then over here, you told someone else that you did. So which one is it? Right. So now, now the question is going to be, well, over here, you're outlining what you didn't know to the IG investigators and over here. and, And here's something that I don't think that you caught, um, that, that's pretty important and that I'm kind of playing on, I want to say playing on, but really have been contemplating this question that I think the board is going to ask, right? I think the board is going to wonder why the IG, because when you look at the details and the facts of the IG report, yeah. they don't have, and they, they don't have or they couldn't find, any evidence of me working with OSI in 2010. What the board shows, though, is that in their statement of facts that I began working with OSI in 2010. So the question is going to be, that's a fundamental difference that changes you that the scope of the case. The BCMR, the BCM found as a statement of fact that my work with OSI began in 2010. The IG report found as their statement of fact that I began working with OSI in 2011. Uh, Which one is right? That's right. Yeah. So so what you have here are two official forms of appeal and and, an investigation, really. But coming up with evidentiary, substantially different findings of fact. And the reason for that is because, one, the Air Force said we knew and substantiated, well, when he was working well, with them. Well, well, hold on. Let's let's backtrack a,
1: a quick second because in the IG report, it goes back to saying how Munson uh, gave you the he, – he, if I can quote it. I, I remember I, I gave Eric the form. I may have asked him to fill it out, and then I just didn't do anything with it. But, but that was in the yep. IG report. So yep. the, I mean, yep. back in 2010, he was saying that he brought you on with OSI. So that's—I think I'm a little confused as to what you're saying right now.
0: But keep, it's, it's keep like, reading the ro- keep reading the report, though, because what the report says is that evidence and documents substantiate that his engagement with OSI began in 2001. So they acknowledge that, yeah. But then they come back and say, but what we can only show and prove is the paperwork and evidence that we have, and that is that he wasn't working. until 2011, because that's the only record of of documentation we can find.
1: So officially, they're they're, they're adjudicating that that you didn't work with OSI in 2010 based on that they didn't have what like hard copy evidence,
0: despite yes. testimony, yes,
1: yes. So that's they their reasoning. So they so they never admitted into evidence the testimony, which I think is like the craziest thing of all. But everybody, but officially, I don't understand how work apparently. Uh, they're they're saying that that's not admitted as like uh evidence to your case.
0: Like, is that what I'm no. saying? Yeah, you, yeah you're, you're understanding it correctly. And and, and I, this is almost word for word what they say is uh, we asked, and they'll it, Agent Munson, um, whether or not he was signed up to be a CI. And they put, just like you read, that Agent Munson said, yeah, i mean I pitched it to him, but I didn't know what I did with the and I'm not quite sure if I filed it. And then they come and say, when we look at the records, the preponderance of evidence, shows that his engagement with OSI began in 2011 and that's what they and so they use that as their uh, uh point of engagement initial contact okay but you've also got to understand what they're asking right what the IG is looking into is retaliation what the so so to them they're thinking what we're concerned about was what did people know? when did they know it and what did they do to Eric as a result of it and what can we show in terms of evidence of that right So to them, they use or they use that to also I, I don't I don't want to say argue but to also come to the conclusion that the demerits and everything here's the other thing that's that's just trippy on the language that they say, oh well, what Eric signed and what agents say is that He wouldn't break the rules at the academy. He knew that he couldn't break any of the rules or laws under UCMJ. And agent testimony showed that they never asked him to do so. And it's kind of like, yeah, to an extent you're right. Because when I got my OTF hits, I didn't get an OTF hit because I didn't sign out. I got the OTF hit because they had a record of me signing out mean, it's language. It's about the language. Was I smoking weed? No. Uh, did I commit any of the offenses? No. Right? Did I tell them of what I knew, what I saw, and what I did? Yes. So, it. was they're right. I didn't go out and break some rules as on my own accord without following a, uh, Air Force policy. The reason I got hit with it is because I, I. For example, if I didn't sign out, right, with OTF hits, Uh if I didn't sign out, they wouldn't know that I had left the academy. And OTF hits alone came up to I think it was like 199 demerits, right, that I got just for OTF hits. Uh And that by itself, it's breaking the rule um, when you don't sign out, and it's also breaking the rule uh, when you leave when you're not supposed to. But just right. like the Brandon and everyone told me, uh, I followed what yeah, they were okay. doing. So again, it's like this circle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so that, but I think that that is kind of secondary to, and this is where I said I was concerned, is that the findings of fact by the board and the findings of fact, or one of the findings of fact by the IG in terms of data engagement are different. So. What will the board say, oh, we're going to defer to, and this is where it would be kind of wild, are they going to defer to the IG and say, oh, well, our statements of fact were wrong, and so this is a, a better argument, and there was no engagement with the side? Well, how do you do that, right? Like, I, how do you go against your own statement of fact? That would be pretty difficult to do, right? But then they're going to, and I think that this is, this is appropriate, um, I have to be able to explain why there's a difference, Uh, And it creates more confusion, right? It creates more of like, wait a second, on one hand, it's 2010, on the other hand, it's 2011. And why is that important? Well, it's important because the Academy was saying all the way up until the board that it was 2011, and then the investigator said that coupled with the preponderance of evidence is 2011, right? So, so the board has to have, and that's what makes just giving documents and not being able to uh, sit and discuss and review a case, like in a courtroom, that's what makes it so hard. It's like, how do you, you know? I have to be able to write something that clearly articulates that type of confusion, that clearly gets the message across to them. That look, the reason there is, a, and you guys are are kind of uh, uh, wondering what happened and, and when. Is because the academy has changed their tune ever so slightly uh, to appear that they knew more than they did when they when they did. Right,
1: and my sort of concern, and you probably already thought about this, is that when you submit this BCMR report, aside from it just getting rejected, is that if it gets accepted they'll just move the goalpost
0: again, you know. That exactly. So, so that is, you know, the question being that what would they move the goalpost to? It depends on how, you know, what we, what we write. And the way I see it is, okay, if I was the academy, you know, it, it's, it's hard, I think in this case, um, that if the focus of the document is saying the academy either did or didn't know, period, Uh I think it's hard for the Academy to both argue to the board that they did and didn't know at the same time after already telling the board that they knew. You know what I mean? Like, it would be hard to argue uh, that General Clark, in his testimony to the IG, stating that he didn't know that Eric Thomas was involved in all these cases, is the same thing as saying that he did know, and that's why there was no error in Justice that he was involved in all these cases. It would be really hard for the Academy to show that General Gould uh, knew of uh, the depth of the uh, cases and the OSI work, and at the same time um, didn't know, and that's why he told DFG that there was no retaliation. And it's just really, it's really tough, right? And, and what I'm going to put into in that document is basically saying this. Look, I could take the findings of the board. And go to the inspector general's office and ask for an appeal based off of the findings of the board. Or I could take the findings of the inspector general and go to the board and ask for an appeal. And those two things should not be occurring. But those two things are indicative of inconsistencies and a changing of narrative by the Air Force. Right. And so I'm trying to kind of put it in a context where... You know, your average reader that doesn't really have all the background or whatever could say, yeah, you know, that doesn't make much sense. That that he could take one set of documents and appeal the other based on the premise that one is saying we knew everything and the other is saying we knew nothing. Right. Right. So that that's kind of like you know that that. But again, that I and and for me, that's the easiest probably the longest part of answering, did Air, did Air Force leadership know? The other thing that is harder but, it's, but simpler in terms of documentation is conduct on the outside of OSI and CI, CI work. That is almost like it, it's almost kind of dumbfounding, right? And, and that's where Skip is at, too, because it's like, okay, well, look, if, if you remove a murder charge and then keep them in prison based off of charges that don't exist, How do you argue that? Right. And that—that's what's tough. It's like, okay, do you want me to show you my record, obviously, of what it looks like without OSI? Here you go. But you already had that information when you made that finding. So, so without you know, in the absence of anything specific, um, the only thing I can think to do is say, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna call your bluff then and say conduct on the outside. Here's all my conduct on the outside of OSI and CI work. Here's the policy and, and stat sheets under DOD and USAFA guidance as to what the standards are. Uh, I'm I'm meeting, right. if not above, those standards. So, uh, you know, I, let, again, I, that's the only way you, I can answer that.
1: Let me ask you a quick question.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's, let's think about this from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. All right, really try to put yourself in this person's shoes. All right. Mm-hmm. If you were in control of a base let's say you were a general okay and you had somebody who you knew was innocent but uh would risk besmirching you know the institution's image how would you handle the situation
0: I would I would fight like tooth and nail to protect the institution up until the point that I thought that protecting the institution would make it look worse, right? And I say that because I know going in, that's the aim goal uh, that's kind of unsaid, right? But at the same time, if something is so damning and obvious, that it makes the board look bad and that qu- people would ask the board specific questions as to how they came to their conclusion. Well, now it's a little bit more closer to home uh, that I think that that might be harder to to argue, right? Um, right now, they have the benefit of nuance. Right now, they have the benefit of details, right? Uh, but if it's so blatant, and so, so easy for anyone to understand, and you still side on the institution. Well then, then I want it to be so obvious that that's what you're doing, that people would come and ask the people on the board, and, board, and the existence of the board itself, as to what exactly their intent is. Because if it's this obvious, and people are seeing that it's this obvious, and by people I mean the public, then it brings more accountability to the to the board members. Okay. And so
1: but let's go and that's back, how let's I see back, it. Let's back it up a little bit, okay? Yeah. So why would you be fighting tooth and nail?
0: Why would I be fighting tooth and nail? To serve. Yeah, to serve. Right. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Did you hear me?
1: Yeah. So why would you be fighting tooth and nail?
0: Yeah, to serve again, to um,
1: no, no, no. But you're in charge of the institution. I'm saying. Ah, uh, gotcha,
0: gotcha. You have
1: somebody that you know is innocent, but risks besmirching the in the image of your institution. Why would you be fighting tooth and nail to protect an institution?
0: I would, I would do so because uh, at the end of the day. Um, I will always err on the side of the institution. I will always find that what the institution is not what the institution stands for. And if they do something wrong, it's not nearly as wrong as it might be to bring this person back in. Right. I would err on the yeah.
1: Let's let's throw on let's let's think about what your responsibilities are, all right? In your day-to-day life like maybe you have a family maybe you have whatever or maybe you have investments maybe you have you know whatever like all, all the above you have all the above responsibilities as somebody sitting at the head of this institution why mm-hmm. risk protecting
0: the institution because i i would think that in my case uh it would be if if we were to let this person in. See, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think the thought is framed like protect the institution in in terms of, I think protecting the institution to them means don't let this kid back in because look at the weeds he's already created. So to protect any further issue that might come up, any dirty laundry that might come out, it is better to protect the institution by not letting him back in. I think that's how it's viewed.
1: Mm-hmm. And how will that affect you as somebody in
0: charge of that institution? Uh, by not letting that person back in? Yeah. I think it, I think it affects the person like they they feel like they made the hard decision but the right decision. I think they feel like. Um, they protected from an unforeseen disaster that would have been i guess imminent okay. um, i think that's they would
1: about what, what what are you risking as somebody running this institution to yourself you no know, what what do you feel like there is a chance you may lose something if you let this person in or you know yeah. you're safe enough where you'll lose nothing I, and that's so, so this speaks to like what the culture of the academy and the military is. You know more about than I do. Well, I I think look at the end
0: of the at the end of the day, what they're protecting is um, kind of like the club, right? You're protecting uh, yeah, the code, if you will. Think about the,
1: Think about what the individual making the choice risks. Right, because let's let's go back. Okay, let's let's think about let's let's assume for a second that Michael Gould knew everything, which you know nobody seems to be talking about. But I don't think he's going to be a dumb person who's ahead of the academy, and I think he would he knows certainly more than he leads on to. That I'm fairly certain about. Despite what everybody else thinks that's fine. They they don't have to agree with it, but. Uh, if I'm sitting at the head of the institution okay, and I'm having reports, you know, unofficially sent to my desk where I am reading about, you know, this beloved football team that I've been a part of for, at this point, you know, maybe 40, 30 years of my life, whatever, and you have some kid who comes in and kind of fucks that all up and not only fucks that all up, but put my ability to maintain order in this institution into question, all right? And then at that point, I, like, have to decide, like, well, do I just try to brush this under the rug and hopefully nobody finds out about it? And if I do that, you know, at worst, I'll say I didn't know anything, and at best, I'll say that uh, I just wasn't aware of what was going on to the full degree of details. You know, uh, mm-hmm. by doing that, you know, I remove myself from the possibility that the sanctions that you know I uh impose onto this individual i am trying to uh relinquish the responsibility that i have on the bureaucracy of the situation so the thing about bureaucracy is that it allows for people to hide behind like hide their responsibilities behind the bureaucracy. So though because they function more or less as, you know, a collective agreement, but generally there is somebody, you know, at the head of a bureaucracy. Whether they say it isn't or whatever, you know, there there always is somebody. So like in the case of Mitch McConnell, I don't know if you know following that guy, he's kind of an asshole, but he won't bring uh even the vote to the floor of the senate for discussing if we should have uh stimulus checks or not you know not not even saying that we shouldn't have stimulus checks but you know whether even Mm -hmm. to have a vote to decide whether the dialogue
0: yeah
1: so this so bureaucracies they function in a way where you know a sole individual can uh I'm trying to put this the best I can, but they relinquish all the responsibilities onto the bureaucracy itself. So instead of like owning up to, you know, hey, you know, you got this guy who, you know, exposed all these sexual assault cases. Well, that's pretty serious. Uh, instead of, you know him at best and saying like hey you know go ahead and move on uh, if I just kind of like brushing on the rug and just like hey let's let the institution handle it uh, I won't at worst be getting trouble for anything you know like mm-hmm. if I try to like go into this and handle it and let's say I flop I, I it and bear in mind I may not want to help this institution because he's tarnishing uh, the football program that I love and I've been a part of for so long. You know, he's coming here and fucking it all up. You know, I don't even know if I would even want to help this guy. Uh, like, I run the risk of retaliating against this individual if I, you know. Act, if I were to actively go about say like no you don't get to go uh, uh, into the Air Force and proceed as a pilot you know if I, if I were actively saying it, which is something maybe I truly feel you know I that it, it's I run the risk and it, it's the calculus is so much more simple if I just say like hey uh, you know, I I wasn't really aware of what was going on. You know, as far as I know, everybody else is handling it. And I'm sorry as You know, but at the same time, unofficially, I'm having a report sent to my desk. It's, so, so do you? So this is like what you know will never be talked about in the dcmr because there's no direct evidence but this is something that you know as far as reports go you know that there is no legal policy in the public sphere as far as just like information goes there's there's really a fucking absence of any standard to be honest given like Mm -hmm. cnn and any sort of media But, you know, that's the angle that we could play up in the political sphere. And I think you stand a greater chance of getting closer to your goal, in my opinion, you know, playing the angle that you have been, I know you're trying to play multiple angles, but playing the angle that you have been playing, talking to people like Miss Paula White, Mm-hmm. or whoever you know, that,
0: that seems, that seems the, the best track and yeah a thousand percent I mean, and that is more, which is why you know it was kind of determined um when we got the b c m r report back and every and everything else was released that okay, well, it is so obvious uh that this is more of a um bureaucratic action um, and preservation of the institution that it seems like you know it would be uh, more likely to try these other means to get things remedied
1: preservation of the institution okay like let's not, not just
0: about, yeah not just, just broad yeah.
1: Terms. let's think about you know the people that are in the institution you know who this could fall bad on, you know, run the risk of being slapped by the invisible hand, you know, right. like that bad invisible hand comes from the few, because uh, I'm under no delusion that everybody in the military thinks the same. I think it was probably a good, the fair chance that a small percent thinks the way you think you know, and Mm -hmm. maybe think the way that quick thinks that, you know, there there are things that happen into the military, and they probably operate on some uh, judicial committee, whatever, but getting to those individuals is going to be, I feel like, extremely difficult, Uh,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. but playing back, it should... uh, be the case that I think we should pursue this political
0: route is that that would be I think that would be the best. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I agree with that. I mean, if, if I was to, you know, it, when we were getting our jobs in the Air Force, we had to pick um, eight different jobs that we would want and rate them as to if you want a pilot, then, you know, put that at 100% uh, on a scale from like one to 100 um, if you want to be security forces, put that on a scale from you know one to one hundred, so maybe that's like fifty percent, you want to do it, so forth and so on. This is, you know, I would say that, yeah, the political angle would be my top number one choice of of means to get this stuff fixed. sure. and 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 because of that, that's why I push a lot harder um, on that on that side. Uh, so yeah, I, I see and I recognize, uh, the feasibility between the two and what seems more likely um, to get movement and results. Um, yeah. Seen that for years. Definitely seen that for years. Um, mm, uh, I, I've
1: been mean, thinking about running this podcast thing for a minute and I'm still like kind of uncomfortable with, with I angle that I'm working individually, which is uh sort of reporting on the news and pointing out all the, you know, fallacies and just general errors and apathy that they have. And the reason why I hate doing that is just because it's so fucking emotionally draining to (laughs) it. I hate, I I don't want to be that negative. I don't, I don't want to be that negative, you know? I don't think anybody, maybe there is a market for it, maybe there's not, but I don't really want to talk about that. It's just so emotionally draining. I think the last thing people want to hear about is just how terrible the world is nowadays. But uh, I was thinking about the conversations that we've been having and I'll have to like go back and I don't really have any editing software at my fingertips but I'll have to like go back and see what conversations I can put up but like, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Posting these conversations to like YouTube or
0: or whatever and that was yeah I mean yeah no I'm, look like I said you know at the end of the day um, I am I I am as, as open as I can be um, and so you know have all the liberty uh, you want in, in doing or presenting or discussing or um, uh, uh, I guess painting the portrait of of conversations of the story of um, the specifics, but also broadly, and and how it's applicable to so many different things, and then also how it's exclusive. I mean, have at it, because for me, um, I see a few things. You know, I see one that uh, we all, no matter what you're doing, if you're in the military or not, we all go through a lot of similar things. Um, You know, this idea of this invisible hand is, is in everything and everything uh, comes in different degrees, but it doesn't mean that the existence isn't there um, the The ability for people to um, relate and learn, you know like one of the biggest things and and means the way I learn um, or get motivated um, or find inspiration is understanding what someone was going through, went through um, and and not just how they came up the other side, but kind of like the unforeseen or uh, undiscoverable lessons that are preserved for only um, moments and challenges and trials that that are like that, right? Um, I think it happens with a lot of people too. I think also having discussions about it, I, I think that it helps. It helps people at the end of the day. So I don't. I think what makes any article or any piece of written work impactful is how someone connects with it and how they reflect on their own life or set of circumstances not to just show some level of uh empathy but also when there's some type of epiphany um as to what was similar and what they found and what they see and 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 whatnot so i think that that um i mean hey look we're all we're all learning and and that's how we learn and evolve and grow in. Um, you know, become a little bit different for better or worse tomorrow than we are today. So I don't see whether it be news or whether it be like really formal, whether it's very informal, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a blog. I mean, I think that it comes in a lot of different vehicles and a lot of different mechanisms. And I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it because it all delivers something a little bit different. Um, But in terms of the overall, you know hey uh you're sharing this conversation or sharing this thing that happened or whatever look i'm i i think there's too much value not to share it some way somehow um that i'm totally okay uh okay with doing it
1: okay well uh, i might put this conversation up online as the first one i remember i had like a when we first talked like a four-hour conversation of just about like you know the whole story in general so yeah i'm gonna i want to go through that one see what parts of it i can put up not like giving away names of like victims publicly or anything like that so that yeah yeah. right all right i I think i'm gonna i got some stuff i gotta get to so i'm gonna get to that okay um like go ahead and Send me that BCMR pack that you're working, and I'll take a look. And uh, let me know if uh, you know you find have anything going on tonight as far as rallies or anything where you might be able to get yourself in front of. Them, you know.
0: Okay, yeah, and let me um uh, with the BCMR, um I'll I'll start sending. Like I said, it's just uh, kind of rough draft right now, <laughs> but I'll send you when I have kind of a thought that thought out a little bit more. And then I'll send you a draft of that to start working and cranking or reviewing, um, because right now I just have it's just kind of like a, thinking about the puzzle pieces, right? Um, but I need to organize it a little bit better than then start giving. And I'm pretty going. good
1: at that puzzle piece stuff. I mean, I was okay a pre-law and yeah. philosophy major when I was in college, so oh nice. That okay. was something that I worked heavily on putting, you know, abstract
0: pieces of logic together, so Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, and I'm gonna so yeah, so I'll get to crank, I'm gonna get a workout in and um if I hear anything I'll let you know. Um if not I'll just when I get back home uh get to my computer and start cranking on it again, I'll start uh uh sending stuff your way. Okay, sounds good man. Okay.
1: All right. All right bye. Okay, bye.